Notes from the Upper West Side, a novel by Dan Wrench. Chapter 70 The Routine. The morning after Junior and me did that first big listen, we were both in the kitchen area together and not saying a word while we danced through the motions that ended up with breakfast being made. Yeah, danced. It's like we're being extra gracious today, I thought, as I swirled past her torso to put a milk carton in the fridge. The kids were dazzled. What are you doing? Harry demanded. Dancing! I gig cackled. <laughs> Junior just smiled. Then she split quick for Mohum, and me and Sammy got on our jackets and walked Harry to school. After we got back home, Sammy went into the boys' bedroom and dialed up some coloring book website he was always talking about that had maybe a million virtual crayons. Then he continued coloring this imaginary monster that looked like a feathery mastodon. It was a big project for him. I think he'd been coloring the same feathery mastodon for over a week when he and Harry weren't watching Rocky and Bullwinkle. Ads, I said, looking over his shoulder at all the little picture boxes of commodities he could probably beg his mommy and daddy to buy for a kid his age. Yeah, I don't mind. There's ads every place. You know, Sammy, when I was a kid, we had real coloring books with real crayons and no ads. Seen them, he said. They have them down in the supermarket. I guess if you're poor and you don't have internet, those are okay, but they only give you six crayons. I ate that wisdom like a cracker and rubbed the hair on his head and went into my room and put on these little red running shorts that I bought. And I tried to forget the day was coming when Sammy would realize we were poor. I looked in the mirror and it was just as I suspected. Little red shorts make me look like an asshole. I tried to shrug it off. Once the legs start bulking up, I'll look a lot better, I told myself. I decided right then I'd wear sweats to run in and shelve the shorts. For now. That evening before my shift, Junior said she wanted to know more about my new diet. Lots of yogurt and green superfoods and cereals really high in fiber. With almond milk, yeah almond milk and she wasn't interested so she could condescend or say she knew better it was like she was really listening to me again thanks wayne the only time she sighed when talking about the diet was when the subject got around to cash all these healthy foods cost too damn much but i swore to her i could afford it then a day or two later she said she was going to start running too i gave her a big kiss and thought at her skull you know if Wayne had kicked in a month ago, I might be screwing your brains out tonight instead of Cammy's in two weeks. Oh well. Right about then was when the gym and the newbie school and Sam being home made our daily schedules extra complicated. First, we got up early enough that Harry had plenty of time to make the school bell that's actually an electric buzzer. Then I went out for my run, while Junior made breakfast for the little quarks and herself. Once I got home, Junior split for her job at Mohume. Sometimes she left me some waffles. 
Sometimes I had to make them myself. Who cares? It's all good. When I got done scarfing waffle, me and Sammy walked Harry to school, and then me and Sam went to Riverside Park or maybe some event for kids that we heard about. Like once we went to the Space Dragons exhibit at the Failure. Then we came home and Sam watched some television for an hour or so, or maybe he kept coloring the feathers of that mastodon on that website before we went to the gym, and Sam got to play with the other little boys and girls. Downstairs, where Ms. Jam Benoit of the Porcine Ass watched them all and sucked the straw sticking out of her water bottle. After I got done crushing my bones upstairs, I went downstairs and got Sammy from the little kid zoo and took him on the bus back to our app where the teenage sitter from next door was waiting to look after him for a couple hours and Harry too when he got home. I immediately split from home again to go right back to the Commodore Hotel where they concoct what they call the best martinis in town, quote unquote. Only I ordered gin and guzzled it. And if Kurt was there, I'd maybe chat with him for a few. Usually that trip from the gym back home then back to the Commodore put me in a blue funk because it reminded me of how much time I spent just traveling around town. At one point I thought I should use the travel time to read the trades, but, you know, fuck the trades. To get to the auditions part, you have to wade through all these articles about how everybody else is doing it better than you. So yeah, fuck the trades. Sammy didn't seem to mind the bus or the traveling around. It was like he was a tourist. He stared out at the skyscrapers every single afternoon as if he hadn't seen them so many times already he could describe them for a sketch artist if they mugged him. Sammy was the only part of my new routine that made it tolerable. Otherwise, it was just rattling from point A to point B and then back to point A again. Every. Single. Day. When I finished up with Fat Fern at the Commodore, I went back home and paid off the sitter and waited for Junior to show up and take over the fam. If it was my day off, I spent the rest of the evening watching the boys while Junior did newbie school. But on most nights after paying off the sitter, I just jumped on another bus and rattled back to Midtown in the tavern for my shift where I worked till 1230 or 1. Then I rattled back home, watched porn, went to bed, got up, did it again. I guess the same routine would have gone down a lot easier if I lived in Hell's Kitchen where Parp and Big Crap Cynthia live because it's a bunch of actors and actresses down there. And it's already close to Midtown where I work. But the Upper West Side is still Manhattan, and most of it feels like Manhattan. So your soul doesn't have the sensation of getting crushed while it's, you know, being crushed. Can you imagine living this existence in Pittsburgh or Indianapolis? If you're from one of those cities and you're going through this routine every day, then how do you live with yourself? It's gotta suck, right? For you, I mean. Specifically for you. Notes from the Upper West Side is a work of fiction. The people depicted in this work do not exist. Notes from the Upper West Side, copyright 2013 to 2019.
by Dan Wrench.